Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Heads Talk with me, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter, the podcast where we talk to C-level executives, leaders of institutions and heads of multinationals. What are the current topics? They talk, we listen. My guest today took over the reins of the Greek retail payment system during one of the most critical and catastrophic times in our lives. She's a technology and financial expert, and that will show in our conversation today on Heads Talk. We continue the FinTech series on Heads Talk with a conversation about instant payment and the European Payment Initiative. But before we get into that, here is a brief message. This episode is sponsored by Eurus. Euros Private Capital Forum is transitioning online with on-demand sessions offering attendees the utmost flexibility to access industry-specific content and deals on their terms. Launching this coming February, Euros 2022 will bring together 100 speakers from across Europe over a broad agenda covering private equity, venture capital, real estate and private debt. For details, visit www.eurosforum.org. podcast with your host Elaine Pringle-Schwitter. Since January the 1st, 2021, Stavrula Kamparidou is the CEO of DIAS, which is the Greek Clearing and Settlement Mechanism, i.e. the National Retail Payment System. She has more than 15 years of demonstrated experience working with technology, finance-based industries and innovative sectors. Stavrula's prior experience included being the head of the FinTech Innovation Hub and Regulatory Sandbox that she helped create with European Union funding. The Central Bank of Greece acting as an advisor to the Governor on Technology. The MBG Banking Group where she was responsible for all of its IT spending and IBM where she was awarded Rookie of the Year as the top performing new hire in IBM for the highest sales. Academically, Stavrula holds a Bachelor's of Science in Computer Science from the University of Athens and a Master's of Science in Electrical Engineering from Stanford University. Let's have a conversation now. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Stavrula to Heads Talk. Delighted to have you here today. Hello. Delighted to be here, Elaine. Thank you very much for inviting me. And thank you for joining me today. Really delighted to have you here today. As mentioned, this is going to be an interesting conversation about is it TIPS or TIPS, which is that is the target instant payment systems, as well as QR codes and the digital wallet. But let's begin with an introduction to DS. Please tell my listeners all about your organization. What is DS and what does it do? Okay. So you said that uh, when you introduced me, you said that DS is a clearing and settlement mechanism, which is the case, by the way, it's the national CSM. But when I introduced DS, I like to say that we are a 33-year-old Athens-based fintech company. And some people actually think this is a joke, but I truly believe it. Uh, We are a fintech company that is expected to process this year close to 340 million transactions valued at close to 400 billion euro, which Mm -hmm. is more than double Greece's GDP. So why I say that the company is a fintech company, um, I will give the definition of fintech. It's the use of innovative technology in order to facilitate the provision of financial services. So this, as a payment company, 
as a technology payment company, as a clearing and settlement mechanism, is actually the heart of fintech. And fintech is a, let's say, a complicated marriage of the financial world, which is heavily regulated, and the technology world, which is not so regulated. So actually, in essence, I would like to say that we have developed and are responsible for the operation of the VS payment system. Mm-hmm. And we're doing everything here in Greece uh, regarding payments. We're doing credit transfers, direct debits. We are an uh, merged service provider for card payments. We're doing checks and interbanking ATM uh, transactions. Actually, most credit payment on electronic money institutions operating right now in Greece participate and are members of the VS payment system. At the same time, our connection to other payment systems in Europe operating within SEPA. SEPA is the single European payments area. So it's the Eurozone where we exchange Euro, provides access to all PSPs, payment service providers that we uh, help that are connected on us within the Euro area. So in essence, DIA serves as the Greek hub of credit transfers and direct debits here in Greece. Mm. Um, I don't know if, if uh, you would like to... to uh, no, I, I, will, I, I will elaborate on some of the areas, but it's interesting how this 33-year-old bank, you were fintech before fintech became trendy and vogue. So that was quite interesting to, to hear that. So, so where are you today with DS? Uh, and just tell us about some of the products that are being offered. Okay. So as I said, we're doing some traditional things like credit transfers and direct debits, but we're trying to do it with a twist. So we are a technology company mm-hmm. and uh, we are one, some of the products that we have developed um, are called Iris. So Iris has three flavors of products which is Iris e-commerce, which is for payments in e-shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iris P2P, which is person to person, for bank, for instant money transfers between friends. For example, when you go out for drinks or you know for food and you split the bill. Mm-hmm. And then we have Iris payments to professionals and small businesses. So this is uh, one of the products that we have heavily you know, marketed these last two years. And I would like to say some statistics about this product. It's it's really interesting. So regarding Iris person-to-person transfer between friends, I was looking at its statistics for the first quarter of 2020 versus the first quarter of 2022. And we see an increase in the use of that product about 550%. This is huge, 550. This is a huge increase. Then I see an increase in the Iris e-commerce, which is usage of Iris in e-shops for account-to-account payments, which is close to 235%. So I would like to say is that the reason why we see this huge increase, I think, is the fact that there has been a global shift that I can contribute, I think, to the pandemic. So I think a lot of people are using their mobile devices, are using the internet in order to, to, to do their, their payments, in order to do their e-commerce, their, their shopping. So in 2021, we see that e-commerce is approaching, the usage of e-commerce is approaching, actually going to the store. I mean, people are, are instead of going to a brick and mortar store, they mm-hmm. are going to online and purchasing their products. And actually, by 2025, we will see that close to 60% of e-commerce will be done by their mobile devices. 
So we see a trend of moving from the desktop e-commerce to the mobile e-commerce. So mm -hmm. here at Pias, we are trying to take, you know, um, advantage, let's say, of this trend. So we're pushing this type of products, Iris, which is account-to-account -account bank transfers, um, with, with uh, let's say, um, fervor. So apart from that, another really interesting uh, product that we're doing, and I believe that it will be of interest also to the people hearing us, is um, the QR code. So uh, QR codes is also, let's say, something that the pandemic brought on because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people have been using it in order to prove that they have been vaccinated. So a lot of people yeah. on their mobile yeah. phones know now that they have, you know, a wallet here in Greece, in particular, you know, with, with their QR code that proves their vaccination. It's mm -hmm. also connected to their digital ID, etc. So mm -hmm. they have been proficient, they have been starting to use it and mm -hmm. they like it as an experience. So mm -hmm. we're trying to, to drive people to use QR code for yeah. bill payments. So what we have um, um, created is a product, which is a, a payment code. It is actually based on an ISO standard. It is actually a 25 digit code, but it can be translated, let's say, into a QR code and allows payments to be completed by credit transfers. So you just take your mobile phone, you know, you get your bill payment for telecommunications or your electricity bill payment mm -hmm. in your email, let's say mm -hmm. your, your laptop or your desktop, you scan or, you know, in an envelope if you are, mm -hmm. if you prefer that, and then you scan your QR code and you just pay. So mm -hmm. we see these trends, you know, happening on a global level but also on a European level and in Greece, actually. Yeah. And, and we see a huge increase in the usage of this type of products. Mm. And I'm assuming, sorry, Stavrula, um, I'm assuming the, the pandemic has expedited all of this. And you, you've mentioned clearly, and you've talked about the, briefly about the pandemic. So incidentally, how has your organization fared during the pandemic? I know you joined in the midst of it. So how was that for you? Okay, that's a really interesting question. So I came here January 4th of 2021. Yeah. And it was actually in the midst of the pandemic because it started yeah. in March 2020. And uh, not a lot of people were here. Uh, most of the people, because we're a technology company and 70% of the people are software engineers and, uh, you know, um, mm -hmm. they don't actually like coming to the office. It's actually mm -hmm. one of the things for them. The fact that um, COVID has pushed a lot of people to work from home. Yeah. So I came to a company that not a lot of people were here and most of the meetings were done through Teams, through, yeah. you know, um, yeah. um, uh, online. Yeah. So it was really interesting for me to connect to the team, uh, by, but not seeing them. Uh, and actually, after, mm -hmm. let's say, 15 months that have passed, I'm, I'm now 16 months here, um, I have seen everybody from the company because we're, we're not a very big company. So mm -hmm. a few months had passed before I had started to see, you know, more and more and more people. So, so you, were literally, you, you were literally working with an avatar of, of teams. <laughs> Yes, and it's really interesting, you know, Elaine, because you see the people from the screens and then you see them yes. face to face, but they're wearing a mask. So you're like, okay, is that the same person? So oh. it's a really unique experience. But the good thing is, because most of us are, you know, computer scientists and engineers, mm -hmm. I believe that it's in our DNA to, to work um, from home and online. And it's actually, 
I believe that people are, are liking this. And even though now things are not so strict here in Greece, the, we have a lot of people that prefer, you know, three days to work from home, two days to work from the office, et cetera, et cetera. And we actually, I actually, uh, you know, I'm okay with that as long as uh, we're doing nice and interesting things. Yes, I think that's one of the results of the pandemic is people's working styles and changing that and modifying that and having more of an, a hybrid working, which I think is quite healthy. And I assume that that is relevant across the globe, as you mentioned, in Greece. Um, let's go into some detail. Thank you for your previous answer in terms of some of the work you've been doing. But let's go into some detail about the instant payment and, and some of the stuff that Dias is doing here. There was a Fairly recent announcement. Um, Dias announces that it is prepared to support instant payment with the, the single Europe payments area. Can you tell my listeners about this this announcement that you've made? Yes. So um, this is actually this is a project that is really interesting. Um, we announced on December tenth, twenty twenty one, that we now connect the country with the target instant payment settlement system TIPS which is a, a system that was created by the European Central Bank. Um, so it's a project that we started in, let's say, January of 2021, mm -hmm. and we released in December of 2021. And it is actually helping, uh, it, it has been done in collaboration with all, almost all uh, payment service providers in Greece and the Central Bank of Greece. So it was a very collaborative process and it's helping the country to implement instant payments. So instant payments are electronic retail payments that guarantee the funds are transferred from the payer to the payee yeah. in seconds. So the rule is that it has to, to be done within 10, 10 seconds at the most. And it's done on a 24 seven, 365 basis. So this is something that I believe, I strongly believe in. So the ECB has created the rails on a pan-European uh, level for uh, all payment service providers connecting to automated clearinghouses in Europe that participate in this system, in TIPS, mm -hmm. to interconnect and to be able to transfer money across Europe instantly, once, you know, everybody has uh, implemented uh, this uh, service. Mm -hmm. And TIPS uh, is based on, on SEPA, Instant Credit Transfer Scheme, which mm -hmm. is a standard that has been created by the European Payment Council. Mm -hmm. You know, Europe is very good in creating standards and creating yeah. regulations, etc., yeah. etc. Et and it's something that I truly and honestly believe in, because Europe is a frag fragmented um, continent because it has a lot of countries, a lot of cultures. Um, it doesn't have every, everywhere, you know, the euro as a as a yeah. currency. It has other currencies also. So when people are trying to exchange money, it's really, really, I think, um, hard because each country has created their own payment systems. Yeah. Some of them have, created, have even created their own card schemes. For example, mm -hmm. France and Germany. So some of them have created. Um, very nice account-to-account -account schemes like Ideal in, um, in Holland, so in the Netherlands. So it's really interesting to see um, this backbone that the ECB has created, how it will help um, Europeans, the European citizens, and the European merchants in retail, and the European banks, payment yeah. service providers, in order to exchange, let's say, money. So this, I believe this is just the beginning 
TIPS is just is is the and, and uh, SEPA credit transfer instant as a standard is is let's say the building blocks. But mm -hmm. afterwards, we're going to use in order to go to to more you know um, homogeneous way of payment. Okay, so, yeah. so okay, let's continue. Uh, as a sub question to what we've just talked about, generally, where do you think we are generally with instant payment in the financial services? Is this are we still developing? This is across the globe, not just in Greece or the European Union. Is this still in developing stages, and are we at different stages depending on countries or continents? I think that um, I think that we are in different stages, depending on countries and continents. Regarding uh, Europe, it's a really good step what we're doing with um, SCP Inst, with SEPA mm -hmm. Credit Transfer Instant as a scheme. Mm -hmm. I will say regarding Greece, uh, some statistics: uh, the usage of instant payments has increased considerably. So uh, the first quarter of 2022 versus the first quarter of 2020, so let's say after two years, mm -hmm. we have an increase of about 200% in uh, instant payments uh, being done in Greece. So we see a, a trend of uh, people actually using this. Uh, right now, it's actually being used mostly for bank-to-bank uh, -bank transfers, mm -hmm. but I believe that in the future, people will start to use it also in e-commerce. But ha that has to do with the fact of how ready are the payment service providers are in order to, you know, to implement that and facilitate that. Because instant payment means settlement le in less than 10 seconds and 24-7, 365. So it's a real-time system. It's not being done, uh, let's say, in batches. So the fact that it is a real-time system means that, you know, you have to have continuous yeah. uh, operation. Yeah. Okay. But I see that the trend is that, you know, uh, instant payments, I believe, in the future will become a norm. And um, all these systems that are being built, because, you know, Europe is building a system. Um, in Asia, they're building uh, different systems in the US, etc., etc. And mm -hmm. at some point, those systems will be interconnected in order to be able to transfer money from one continent to another instantly. So I believe that at some point, um, the, the experience of someone exchanging money from one continent to another will be the same as exchanging, let's say, um, a Facebook message, so through Messenger. Mm -hmm. So this is the experience that people want because they're used mm -hmm. now to using their mobile phones and mm -hmm. do everything mm -hmm. done instantly. Mm -hmm. So that's the same experience that they want also in payments. Yes. And that's what is being done right now here in Europe. Yes, and I'm, and I'm kind of excited about the, the speed in which this will happen. So it's kind of a watch out for this one. Now, um, for my listeners, can you explain and elaborate on the European Payments Initiative, EPI, and how does this affect you? Okay, okay. so the European Payment Initiatives um, was launched uh, by 31 European banks and uh, two uh, acquirers, um, so 33 members, I think in 2020. And it was actually a dream that uh, we have in, in the EU, which is to create a, an innovative pan-European payment solution that will be using the building blocks that we were discussing before. So the TIPS and um, instant payment, uh, SEPA instant credit transfer schemes and the cards also. And will offer uh, a European card, was supposed to offer a European card and a digital wallet to consumers and merchants across um, the European uh, Union. 
So that was a dream that um, it had the approval of the European Commission and the European Central Bank, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, it, it was a consortium of 33 really big banks and acquirers in Europe. Um, and we really believed also in Greece, we really believed in it, uh, VS especially, uh, because it's, it's the first time, it's actually um, something that would create a homogeneous experience for all European customers when, you know, exchanging money or paying in Europe. But in um, February 25th of uh, 2022, uh, 20 of uh, the participants uh, that backed the, the, the initiative um, to build this back down. So now we have only 13 of these uh, um, corporations backing it, banks and uh, Worldline and Nets, which is the two acquirers. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the card scheme, the European card scheme, um, uh, will be something that they are not considering. Uh, for Europe, and they will focus on the digital wallet and person-to-person uh, -person payments, the account-to-account -account payments, using instant payments and tips. So we see a shift, let's say, in their philosophy. So they wanted to use uh, instant payments also for a card, for card payments, uh, for creating a European card that maybe would be, let's say, um, something that would be. Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, complementary to MasterCard or Visa, mm -hmm. but it is a dream that they uh, left out and uh, they now are interested in implementing a digital wallet and P2P payments, account-to-account -account payments. So this is something that if it moves forward, I believe that it will be really uh, helpful for European citizens and merchants to, to use. Uh, and it will definitely drive the experience of instant payments on a pan-European uh, level uh, even further. And I believe that it is something that it, it will drive instant payments a lot in the European Union. Yeah, so something to look out for. Very interesting. And, and many thanks for that answer. Very fascinating indeed. Um, let's, let's just talk about partnerships and collaborations um, going forward. Would you like to tell my listeners about some of the partnerships that are happening in Greece in the financial services sector and to what end? So I think that what's happening in Greece is very interesting. I, I see unprecedented extroversion. So in, in the last, let's say less than two years, a year and a half, we have seen a lot of uh, partnership. So all four major banks, systemic banks, so those four banks in Greece hold that more than 95% of bank accounts in the country, um, have uh, done partnerships with big um, uh, technology companies uh, that do and have uh, sold their merchant acquiring businesses. So it actually depends. Some of them sold 100%, others 51% of the merchant acquiring businesses. So they have partnered with huge acquiring um, technology companies like uh, Nexi and Worldline and Euronet and Evo. And I believe that these big tech companies will bring a lot of solutions to consumers in Greece. So I think that the fact that in Greece we saw a huge growth in the usage of electronic payments and especially card payments so uh, the statistics in 2021 for car payments in Greece um, in uh, retail 
uh, saw um, 25% increase in, its, in their usage. Actually, they, they did 1.6 billion transactions. So Greece is a country that hasn't moved a lot uh, regarding, um, hadn't moved a lot regarding uh, uh, digital payments. And in the past year, in the past two, three, five years, let's say, after the capital controls of, of 20, uh, 2015, a lot of people moved to that type of payment. So maybe a lot of companies saw an interest in this market. So we have um, these four big tech companies coming into Greece, and I believe that they will provide a lot of interesting solutions in Greece. We also have um, JP Morgan, which is um, the biggest, let's say, financial institution worldwide that is uh, expanding. I think in 2022, they will spend something close to $12 billion uh, in, in uh, technology um, uh, investments. So they spent more than a billion uh, dollars in uh, acquiring a percentage in the Greek uh, neobank. Also, we see um, a partnership. This is uh, something that happened recently between a big systemic bank, uh, one of the four that I mentioned in the beginning uh, of this section, with uh, a small, a boutique, let's say, um, IT company that is specializing in um, uh, banking as a service uh, software. Um, and they have partnered, they have signed a strategic agreement in order to create, let's say, a digital-only bank. Uh, and that systemic bank will be directing its e-friendly, let's say, customers to this new entity. So we have seen a change, a shift in the, um, in the way that um, you know, big banks are, are thinking. So instead of, let's say, doing something on their own, innovative, technology, technologically innovative, they understand that maybe they should partner with a smaller, more agile uh, fintech company in order to be able to move faster into this space um, and maybe, you know, be able to, to compete with uh, agile fintech or uh, neobanks or big tech companies. So we see a lot of, uh, you know, partnerships, a lot of um, mm -hmm. that are happening in this space. It's really, really exciting. I think these past two years have been really, really exciting in payments in Greece. Mm -hmm. And actually payments worldwide, I think is a really exciting space because, you know, if, we, if you read reports, there was a recent report by McKinsey, it said that in 2025, the global uh, payments revenue, electronic payments revenue, will reach or even exceed $2.5 trillion, which is bigger than the global revenue of pharmaceutical companies. So it's a space that has you know, huge potential, and it's a space that, that needs a lot of innovation. And, and you know, I believe that a lot of things are going to happen. Mm. It, it's it's a space that's slowly realizing the, the potential as we can see it we all we're all standing and watching it as this whole thing unfolds um th this fintech series has, has brought up so many interesting surprises um when i asked the guests about the status and development of fintech and fintech solutions in their countries and you know many thanks for elaborating on the partnerships and collaborations that are, that are happening in Greece, but away from the partnerships with the big banks and the big financial um, services names, um, the big brands, I want to ask how well is Greece and the Greek people are adapting and are changing 
and changing with this evolution in financial services. Would you like to talk me through this? I think that the fact, you know, I, I, in the beginning, I said some statistics of the usage of uh, the products. Mm -hmm. And I told you that one of the products that we have, which is an instant account to account transfer, you know, using your mobile phone, mm -hmm. where you send money to a friend without knowing their IBAN, yeah. Uh, but you know, just having him as a contact with your mobile phone. Mm -hmm. So this this product is person to person had an increase in, from 2020 to 2022 for the first quarter of 550 percent. So even that it shows that people are adapting, and it shows that people actually want to use this type of uh, tools, mm -hmm. or the fact that they're trying, or the or the fact that they're using a lot of QR codes in order to do their bill payments. The fact, the fact that they have to become proficient with the usage of QR codes because they actually have to show, you know, their, their vaccination uh, proof. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so we see an adaptation, we see a shift uh, in Greece regarding uh, um, digital tools in order to do, you know, uh, their, their uh, payment jobs, let's say, more proficiently. And mm -hmm. I believe you know, when people find a digital solution that helps them and saves them time, mm -hmm. when, you know, um, the pandemic, let's say, ends and they can now go again to the store to purchase something or, you know, they can uh, go outside. I think that the fact that they find it easier to go online will, um, will not stop that trend. So we see that the trends that happened in 2020 and 2021 with the increase of uh, transactions, of digital transactions in payments, this trend does not move backwards. So we don't see a decline in this. We see, we see it continuously increasing. So I believe that people, when they find a solution that is intuitive, that is safe, that is easy, they will use it. They mm -hmm. will learn, they will use it consistently afterwards. I, th I think it helped that it was kind of necessary to use that enabled people to adapt quickly because of the, the need to do it as opposed to it's a change that maybe perhaps you would like to do it. So I think in, if there's a silver lining in the pandemic, it's, it's expedited a, a shift towards this rather than it probably taking 10 years before people sort of adapted quite comfortably. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, we have a, a, a Ministry of uh, Digital um, Development here in Greece, and mm -hmm. this past three years they have done amazing things. For example, regarding QR code payments, we implemented a project where you can pay, you know, some, um, uh, let's say, taxes that you have to the Greek uh, government mm -hmm. using scanning their QR codes. So we see a lot of um, uh, innovation there also in the Greek state. And this is something that is really uh, helping citizens. That's fantastic. Okay, in this uh, final, qu final question on this episode, it's a two-part question, which begins like this. Uh, what is the FinTech app that you cannot do without and why? Okay, so um, that's an interesting question. Um, let me start uh, backwards. Actually, the app that I cannot do without is not a fintech one. It is Spotify for my music and my podcast. But <laughs> and it's not a fintech app. <laughs> and, and it, exactly, it's not a fintech app. But it has to do also with the pandemic because we, you know, 
we were socially distancing, so we were taking a lot of walks. And when you walk, you want to listen to something, so you listen to music and podcasts. So the app, the fintech app that um, I really like, depends on the time. For example, I used to be into Coinbase when I had time to play with crypto. But nowadays, I use mostly my banking apps. Um, I absolutely love the Revolut app experience. I think it is amazing and it's, uh, you know, it's a, a yeah. new bank, it's a digital bank, it's a European digital bank, I love it. Mm -hmm. Also, I love the Apple wallet, the experience that it gives me, the fact that I don't have to carry, you know, my physical credit cards and debit yes. cards, that I have them in there and everywhere I go, I just pay with my mobile phone. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, of course, Iris person to person, which is the product that we have created with the Greek uh, bank. So just log into my Greek uh, mobile banking app and just pay my friends, you know, split my split bills, et cetera, transferring money between friends without knowing um, their IBAN, which is a cumbersome multi-digit, you know, number. Mm -hmm. So it, as an experience, it's really hard. So I think that, you know, mostly things that we have created here in Greece with the the bank, so Iris and QR codes for Greek stuff. But in general, I think, um, you know, my Revolut banking app, I, yeah. I believe. That, that's a common one. Quite a few have said that. So you're not alone there. Now, the second part of this question, I mentioned it was a two-part question. The second part of this question, the listeners will know that I love this question because I really do like the answers that come out of it, especially in this series. It's the, the solution. What is the solution that you think is yet to be developed but sits firmly within the fintech world once available? Well, um, okay, that's, that's a good question. So um, I will... I will maybe start from what we have created here in Greece and extrapolate, you know, on a, let's say, global level. So the fact that we have created uh, a table that connects um, mobile phones with I-bands and the fact that, you know, as I said, it's a cumbersome multi-digit number, it's, you know, it's a, it's a mm -hmm. bad experience to use an I-band. Wouldn't it be great if we had, let's say, a pan-European table that connected I-bands with mobile mm -hmm. phone numbers? And we could send, you know, money anywhere in Europe, uh, preferably instantly, you know, in less than 10 seconds, not by uh, typing in the IBAN, but by just selecting uh, the person from our contact list. Or if that would be not on a pan-European level, on a global level. Mm -hmm. So if we were able to send money across the world, the same way that we send messages across the world to a friend of ours, whether mm -hmm. he or she is in, you know, the US or, um, you know, China, etc., etc. So I think that we have, uh, you know, some way to some um, space to 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 fill until we reach that point where payments are done in the same, you know, instant and intuitive and um, you know, fast way the, uh, as, you know, exchanging mm. messages mm. in our everyday life. I, I really do believe that will come soon. I think that will come sooner than we expect. The, the, the rate and the speed at which things are changing and evolving in terms of payment and purchasing and whatnot, that is going to be around the corner. So your, your wish will probably be granted a lot sooner than you, you think. Stavrula Kamporidou, many thanks for your time and insights. Thank 
thank you also. Thank you also, uh, Elaine, for inviting me. It was really interesting. Our discussion was really interesting. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Heads Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via my website, elainepringle.com forward slash Heads Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsors, guests, and you for helping to make the show possible. Please join me next time where I'll be featuring more executives, C-suite leaders, and heads of multinationals. Heads Talk podcast with your host, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter.